It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and I'm excited about the episode today. Let me tell you one or two really cool things that happened on July 19th. One of them is... In 1848, did you know that the first women's rights convention was held in New York? Isn't that incredible? Awesome. The other thing is in 1866, in that Tennessee was actually the first state to ratify the 14th Amendment into the U.S. Constitution guaranteeing civil rights. So a couple quick things. Hey, so what we're going to be talking about today is asset management versus property management. By the way, guys, I'm sorry about my voice. Last night was the Colorado Brokers Association. <clears throat> so there was a bunch of people there and, uh, and the radio was loud. We were, we were actually at, a, at um, what is it? Blue Moon Brewery. And there was a sponsor, uh, free beer for all real estate agents, real estate licensed realtors. And, um, and the, they had the music up pretty loud. So I was... I kind of wore out my voice last night. But anyway, we will plug through this episode. It'll be great. So I said asset management versus property management. All right. There is a couple of really quick ideas that I think are fascinating about this. And most people just don't think about it. They think passive is passive. But really what we're talking about is um, passive and semi-passive. Okay. Passive and quasi-passive. Not really passive. All right. So um, passive would be the asset management where you really don't have to do anything. And uh, active income or semi-passive income would be where you're the property manager. So what I'm suggesting today is that when you buy into a real estate investment, whether it's multifamily or single family, doesn't matter, or even if it's some other type of asset, you know, within, let's see, commercial, anything else, but the, the thought is when you buy it, make sure that you have a management company managing it. Okay. Well, we talk a lot about on this podcast, we talk a lot about OPM, other people's money. I also want to make sure that you're leveraging other people's time, other people's experience. So it's that way that you're not the one that has to be uh, focused on uh, what is it? Evictions. I don't want you to be the one who has to learn all the laws for evictions. Do it all yourself. I don't want you to be uh, bringing in people. I actually started when I started, guys. <laughs> it was back in 2000. Well, I was a property manager as a, as a job for 18plex, a, a, a fourplex, and, and a condo. So this was years and years ago. Yeah, that was my first path toward getting into the real estate business. So I did do property management. I wanted to learn it. It was, it was my choice. And, and it, honestly, it was the fact that I, I was not understanding that you could hire other people. To, it sounds ridiculous because it, it's just not a congruent statement. I became a property manager because I didn't know you could have property managers. I know it sounds ridiculous, so forgive me, but that's kind of where my mindset was. I was like, I need to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do this well. So I'm going to manage uh, 23 doors, I think it was, if you do the math, whatever. Uh, it was an 18-plex, a 4-plex, uh, and, a, and, and, a, and one condo. Yeah, so 23 doors um, back in 2006 and 2007. And this was so that I could learn property management. So I bought my first apartment building. It was uh, my first multifamily property. And 
I was my own property manager. I was okay at it, but I was not great at it. Even though I did it for somebody else, and it's easier when you're doing it for somebody else, but I have this heart that, uh, that kind of can let people slide on things. And in 2008, we, there, the economy was kind of crashing. So I owned an apartment building in 2008, and the economy was kind of crashing. And actually, one of, the, one of the tenants was an employee of mine. And he was, I had at the time I started, I was having 13 employees. And then as the economy kind of got worse and worse and worse, I had to lay off a bunch of my employees, a bunch of my contractors that were working for me. And I started only putting the guy to work that was in my apartment building paying me rent because I wanted to make sure he had money to pay me rent. And, um, when, and then there was actually a friend. Uh, so it was kind of like a house hack inside my three bedroom. I, I lived in one of the bedrooms and then I had uh, a friend of mine who he was a friend before this happened. And then another, uh, another friend was in the other, in the other bedroom. And one of my friends, uh, uh, one of my ex friends, I guess I should say, currently owes me thousands of dollars, multi thousands of dollars because he kind of skipped town and I, I ended up having to hold on to his, his stuff for months and months and months. And finally, I just kind of got rid of it. So I guess what I'm saying is two things. Number one, if you're having your own pro uh, property, don't be your own property manager. And I'm saying that even if you're good at it, just let somebody else do it. Let somebody else manage that property for you so that you can actually be passive and focus on the other things in life that are important to you, like sipping cocktails on a beach or like going on a mission trip in Africa or like uh, donating to, uh, to a cause or uh, playing with your kids more. Spend more time on the things that you like and love and want to do and you're passionate about instead of having to be involved in your own multifamily or single family rental. Okay. So that's, that's really the idea that we're talking about today, but I'm also using some knowledge that when you have your own, sometimes it's hard. If you have this heart of, I don't know, letting people walk all over you <laughs> like I did, then you're going to have people walk all over you like I did. And that sucks. And, and now I, I've lost friendships and uh, lost a lot of money through doing that. Still with that asset, I ended up making some money, but I would have made thousands more if I would have not managed it myself. So when, when your friends say, keep saying, I'm going to pay you on Friday and you're like, oh, okay, Friday. Or, or if they say, um, hey, I'll have it next on the first or I'll have it on the fifth or whatever. And you just keep leaving them and, and not putting the eviction notice. So I, there is a couple of, I guess, lessons out of it. One is maybe not have your friends, maybe not manage it yourself, maybe not have your friends and uh, definitely hire a property manager. But let's talk about asset management versus property management a little bit more. Let's go uh, make a little bit deeper dive into this. So if you're an apartment investor like I am uh, or an apartment syndicator like I am, you want to make sure that you're hiring somebody else to do all of that work. Somebody who's qualified, somebody who's knowledgeable about evictions, about bringing in really good tenants with decent credit scores that are going to pay. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Then you take a step back and collect checks. Now you're passive. You can't grow 
nearly as well if you're the property manager. I, I hope that makes sense. Some people are like thinking, hey, I've got, I'm leaving money on the table or I'm, I'm paying somebody 10% or 8% or 6% or whatever it is for, in your situation. But they're, they're saying uh, the, the collected rent is 2000 for this house and I'm giving somebody, you know, $200 every month for something I could do easily. Well, that's fine. But if you keep hiring yourself for $200 a month over and over and over, and now you're the one who's focused on this, you're the one who has to take care of everything, you're going to put yourself in a bad position where you're actually not going to be able to grow and to learn and to, and to do more. So it's a thought of working in your business versus working on your business. Don't work in the business. There's no reason that you need to be the technician. You, there's no reason that you need to be collecting rents. Hire somebody to do it so you can buy more and more assets, all right? Leverage other people's time. Perfect. I hope that you got a lot out of this episode about managing versus asset managing versus property managing. Another way to look at it, guys. Okay, let me say, another way to look at this is actually being an investor instead of a landlord, right? So if you're an investor, that means you're putting your money to good use. You're making your money work for you. But if you're being a landlord, you're working for you. You're hiring yourself. Put your money to work for you so you can grow and let, keep leveraging other people's time, other people's knowledge, other people's efforts so that you can grow your portfolio to the scale in which you want it to be. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. I want to share maybe uh, one, of this, one of these uh, things that just happened yesterday. I actually was on the phone with um, Andrew um, Holmes, and he is the leader of the, Col uh, not the Colorado, the Chicago RIA. All right, Chicago RIA. He's, he puts on awesome events in Chicago. So he and I were on the phone yesterday, and I'm thrilled to announce that I've, I'm now going to fly into Chicago a day early. So if you're in that area, if you're in Chicago, or if you were already planning on going to Rod Cleef's event that I'll be speaking at in Chicago, if you have an opportunity to book your ticket a day early, uh, Andrew is actually going to put me in front of a couple hundred people for the Chicago RIA to actually help open their minds to multifamily investing. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I want to say thank you to him. Thank you to Chicago RIA. His uh, assistant is, is phenomenal. And they put this together like in a minute. In one minute, they already had the venue paid for. They already had the venue picked out, paid for, and everything. And, and I, was, I was just so grateful that he's, he was so uh, warm to the idea of growing the multifamily uh, thoughts and investing ideas in Chicago. He was excited about it and I'm thrilled about it. So if you were already planning on being at Rod Cleef's event, which if you want cheap tickets, um, the cheapest of the cheap, they actually, he, I, I, and I actually mean this because some people say these things as a sales pitch or whatever uh, to add scarcity in your minds or, or things like that. But the, the truth is Rod Cleef is making today, he's, he's upping the prices. So it's today, the 19th of July that he's changing the prices after tonight at midnight. So if you are, were on the fence of thinking about going there, 
definitely just get your tickets now because they're the cheapest, cheaper now today than they'll ever be. And the, those dates are August 24th, 25th, and 26th. But I'm flying in a day early. I'm going to be in with Andrew Holmes. I'm going to uh, record on his radio station. This would be my first time ever being on the radio. Yes, this is a podcast. It kind of feels like radio. But I'm going to get in there. going to be there by 11. And uh, we're recording on the radio, talking about multifamily. And then that evening at 6.30, on Thursday, the 23rd, I'm going to be speaking uh, about multifamily for the Chicago RIA. So he's got everything picked out. I don't know the, all the details yet, but uh, this week, I'll go ahead and post it on my Facebook. If you, just, if you guys want to find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, Facebook or tw not Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, go ahead, just type in... Um, AAA invests. That's AAA because my initials are AAA and then put invests. So that's kind of my handle to find my Facebook page as well as my LinkedIn page. And if you do that, you can reach out to me and I'll, I'll get you that info um, for Chicago, both for Rod Cleef's event and for the Chicago RIA event. So if you're interested, if you'd like to go, I would love your support. I'd be thrilled about it. And until next time, my friends, think outside the box. Thanks for listening. I hope you got value from this episode. Remember to stop by iTunes and share your feedback. Also, for accredited investors who are looking into multifamily, Blue Spruce has opportunities to work together where you can get cash flow, appreciation, and depreciation in year one. Assuming you're interested, you will find a link in the show notes.